0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Coyote Ugly. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen it, just be aware there may be spoilers. Enjoy!
0: I see a coyote,
1: but it's Aru. Uh, yeah, I was looking at pictures of coyotes before this, and I was surprised they just look like wolves. Like, what's the difference?
0: Yeah, coyotes. They are a, a, a beautiful animal, well known for being space coyotes, if the Simpsons was to be believed.
1: Well known for being what? Uh, space coyotes. You remember oh, the, space coyotes. the Simpsons
0: episode with the space coyote?
1: No. It's uh, the one that's not Poochie. No, no, he's just a simple space dog. Some people call me the space coyote. <laughs> little, 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 little. Um,
0: the uh, the episode of The Simpsons where Homer um eats an incredibly spicy chili at a chili contest and then has hallucinations.
1: Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, and there's the space coyote. There is. Yeah, it tells him the meaning of life and stuff.
0: Voiced by Johnny Cash, I believe.
1: That's right, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jonathan Cash. Big fan of his. So, coyotes. Smaller than wolves, though. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like in my... This is just my own headcanon that makes no sense, but in my head, coyotes are the hyenas from The Lion King. The cartoon. (laughs) Right, Not not the live-action one, which we've discussed. (laughs) Um, the cartoon hyenas and the Lion King, for some reason, I think ki- they're the same as coyotes. And I know that's not true.
0: No, no. Um, coyotes, it's like if you crossed a wolf with a jackal, I guess.
1: Right. Not Is a jackal. closest
0: thing. That's that's not how... Uh, biology lovers of our podcast, that's not how coyotes are actually made. But as a frame of reference, the coyotes are not the mules of the canid world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no and also a jackal is something in my head canon that only existed in ancient egypt because of the crap right, anubis okay. Anubis the jackal where else do you yeah. hear of jackals i never heard of jackals, jackals. anywhere else in my life
0: oh jackals are uh, um all over the place really they're, they're, yeah they're not just egypt
1: they're they're like you know
0: they go all the way down to sort of southeast asia oh, right. um there I, I we are. Why do I know so much about wild dogs? <laughs> this, this is clearly something that I obsessed over for a little bit of time when I was a kid.
1: Wild dogs, wild dogs.
0: What are you going to do when they go through your bins?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. it seems like you do know quite a lot about wild dogs, whereas I, I favour the domesticated type, if I'm honest. You
0: know what my favourite wild dog is?
1: Um, is it me?
0: Yes, it's you. You're my favourite. Um, the African wild dog. Have you ever seen an African wild dog?
1: Potentially, yes. I'm gonna have, a, have a little African wild ha- dog. Oh yeah, ear. that's right. The fellow with the big ears.
0: Big ears, big old blotchy colours. Love them. Scraggly looking motherfuckers. Yeah. Big fan.
1: Whereas a jackal, you feel like is just a dog that's down on its luck.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what a jackal is um but yeah coyotes they're they're like sometimes they have a little bit of red on them sometimes they're mainly gray they're kind of cute but i imagine they probably bite you
1: yeah i know that my wife has seen a coyote in the u.s by the side of the road when they were they were lost and driving around the desert and it was traumatic for her
0: because they're um they're all over the place in the u.s aren't they yeah
1: yeah very common Quite common. They definitely would be rifling through your bins in a lot of areas in the US.
0: Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but we're not here to talk about literal coyotes, as much as I'd love to talk about literal
1: coyotes. On the, the Really Wild Dog Show, which is going to be our <laughs> spin-off podcast where we just talk about big, wild dogs.
0: <laughs> big dogs don't howl. <laughs> that's, our, that's our spin-off where we talk about canids.
1: Yeah. And there's absolutely no howling allowed. <laughs>
0: No, no howling allowed. Um Yeah, um no, no, Coyote Ugly from yeah, the year two thousand. Ugly.
1: So it's nice to talk to talk about another film from the year two thousand. Rapidly turning into the sort of ninety nine to two thousand films nostalgia show, aren't we?
0: It's been the theme of the beginning of the year, really, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's early two thousands movies.
1: Every twenty two years there's an eclipse of rom-coms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment for everyone. Um, but Coyote Ugly, I take it you'd seen this movie before.
1: Yeah, I, it's one of those films where I saw like half of it at school and maybe saw another half of it another time on TV or something, but I couldn't really remember it. I just remembered that it was it was considered a bit risque at the time, but you also kind of knew that it wasn't really... It just had some women dancing on a bar and that was that was considered yeah, considered a bit a bit risque at the time, but actually it's pretty tame by today's standards, isn't it? Oh,
0: that that's what um that that it was the most awful thing in the year two thousand was women dancing on a bar. Yeah. Was, uh, outrage, outrage everywhere.
1: Front pages of the Daily Mail Women <laughs> dances on exactly. bar. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um. Yeah, the f- Daily Mail just absolutely furious about it all.
1: Yeah, um, so I, I went into it sort of vaguely remembering that it just had women dancing on a bar and was something to do with a woman finding herself through dancing on a bar. Um. And then, uh, yeah, so I actually didn't really know what to expect and didn't have many memories. And I was pleasantly surprised because I didn't really have any expectations, I guess. But um. had you seen it before?
0: Yeah, so this is a movie. I'd not seen it in a fair while. But um, but yeah, I'd I'd seen this movie before, uh, you know. It's a classic of that era, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was nice to revisit it. Um, although yeah, there was bits and pieces that I didn't remember. Um, weirdly, I didn't remember that it was in New York, and in my head, I was thinking it was Los Angeles the entire time before I started watching it. I know oh, it's wait, weird, wait a isn't it?
1: New York, <laughs> what? It's a New York film, and yeah. in um, yeah, in my head, it was some like rural saloon in Texas. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it, that seems like the kind of place it'd be in places where the coyotes actually are or in like Arizona in the desert or somewhere. You you feel like that's where it would be. It seems a strange name for a bar in New York, doesn't it?
0: Um Yeah, yeah. It's it's true. It's true. Um although did you know it's 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 based on a real bar?
1: Yes, I had no idea about it's any maybe. of this until we've been reading up on it in preparation for this show. It was a real bar. So that's something you don't get very often, is it? A, a movie based on a bar. That's something yeah. that I, I don't think we've discussed before.
0: Based based on a board game, if it's Battleship, based, yeah. on, uh, based on a theme park ride, if it's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: Based on a tornado full of sharks, if it's Sharknado. <laughs>
0: but based on a bar, uh, that is that is quite something um so yeah apparently um bar opened in the early 90s didn't it in new york um and uh then there was a, a an article in gq magazine waxing lyrical about the bar um and jerry Bruckheimer <laughs> decided i'm gonna buy the rights to this making a movie about a bar and so did so and then um and then, lo and behold, we get this classic.
1: And this, the article was written by Elizabeth Gilbert who is the woman who's portrayed by Julia Roberts in the film Eat, Pray, Love.
0: Yes, yeah. Um, I've not seen Eat, Pray, Love. I like to think that the Coyote Ugly Bar appears at some yeah. point
1: in it. I've seen a third of it on TV, and it was mostly which... her walking around a monastery, sassing all the people who were trying to meditate, and I really didn't <laughs> appreciate that.
0: Which, which third was it? Was it eat, pray, or love? I've seen <laughs> pray if it was in a monastery. It was
1: definitely pray. Although I think there was some eating involved as well, but there was definitely no love.
0: It's like trois Which Which one of the three did you see? <laughs> eat, pray, or love?
1: It was the white bit in the middle of the French flag. <laughs> the Tricolore. <and> <laughs> oh, that um, just reminds me of like French textbooks in year nine. Oh, trick ah, yeah. good times.
0: Have you seen the Tricolore movies?
1: No, I haven't seen any of those. I've always no. meant to.
0: Yeah, I've not seen them either. They're 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 romantic, aren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's the kind of thing we should get round to.
0: We should we should have a highbrow when maybe after the Schneider. Sh- 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 <laughs> We should do our highbrow month where we watch them because they're like sort of psychological romance dramas, aren't they?
1: Yeah, highbrow August, highbrow August.
0: <laughs> yeah, the the sun's up. It's the it's the sunniest time of the year. It's in the middle of the summer. Let's let's watch some French movies about people in France
1: talking in French and saying French romantic things. <laughs>
0: Yes, but we're not here for that French nonsense. We're here for dancing on a bar and singing karaoke and spraying people with water if they dare, dare order a drink that's not full of
1: alcohol. Dancing on a bar that's always somehow dangerously over capacity. (laughs) I have to say that every time there was a a shot of the bar being opened and stuff happening in the bar gave me like, almost a panic attack because uh, like seeing a venue that da- dangerously over capacity is terrifying.
0: Yeah. Having um, been in and around venues a lot of my, my adult life, uh, there's nothing worse than a venue that that's over, that that over capacity. I remember I went to um, uh, the great escape festival um a couple of years ago in camp, brighton in brighton yeah and i went to go and see a band that i was i was really looking forward to seeing um in one of the venues and the venue was clearly massively over capacity there was no room to to walk no room to breathe at all all the way back to the entrance point um and that's that's what coyote ugly it's <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like um it was speaking... a film
1: of that basically but sort yeah. of vaguely horny
0: <laughs> yeah hor- horny over bar and let's be honest um let's be honest coyote ugly the bar based on this movie looks like hell on earth
1: it looks terrible you,
0: you've, you've got a bunch of horn dogs but a bunch of old horn dogs leering at young women dancing on the bar sweating all over you there's no room to get out every so often they start to fight and all you can order is tequila <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what Coyote Ugly is. It the looks Ugly like, um,
1: you know, in Flight of the Concords, it looks like the kind of bar that they always play from the outside. <laughs> yeah. uh, where it's just like, yeah, a sign over a, a door, and that's kind of it. And you walk in, there's nobody in there. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like exactly. that. You going to go in, and they're going, Who likes to rock the party? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, it's uh, yeah. but it's a saloon,
1: isn't it? I suppose a saloon is something different from a bar, right? A saloon implies that there's cowboys in there who are going to shoot you and steal your horse.
0: Yeah, a saloon. I don't imagine being that busy. Saloons are are a quiet place with lots of broody people drinking sarsaparilla and whiskey, and and every so often they're playing poker and someone cheats and they shoot each other and and throw chairs at one another and there's someone playing a piano in the corner yeah
1: you walk in and the music stops
0: where where who would you be i imagine you'd be the the jaunty piano
1: player oh definitely that's i think that's my calling i just haven't found the right saloon <laughs>
0: yeah we need to that's what we we should open our own coyote
1: ugly yeah
0: in london oh, that they, they are worldwide now aren't they the coyote ugly i
1: believe saloons. so yes yeah we should open us the wolf boy saloon <laughs> <laughs>
0: the ugly wolf boy celine that's what...
1: we could have a picture on the door of like a really properly ugly wolf yeah yeah
0: full of mange that's what we that's what the mangy we... wolf mangy the mangy wolf that's going to be the name of our celine and then you're in there playing leanne ryan songs but in like a, a 19th century cowboy style on the piano um i'll be the barkeep um, I'll do that thing where they throw the, yeah. like they 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 flick the glass down the bar to someone. Apart from I'll always fuck it up and knock it off.
1: In a saloon, it's not it's not a a bartender, it's a barkeep. It's a barkeep, yeah. yeah. Barkeep,
0: barkeep, your finest whiskey, etc. Yeah, um, and yeah, no, that that's what we should do. We should we should we should fob off our jobs and go and open the the, the mangy wolf
1: the mangy wolf saloon yeah and then we can get up on the bar and dance they'd love it
0: (laughs) yeah they love it what are the rules you can only bring your boyfriends in
1: yeah, boyfriends only. Yeah, <laughs> boyfriends. Oh, so it's, so it's the opposite of Coyote Ugly. The, the
0: opposite of Coyote Ugly. You're, you can, yeah, you are only allowed to come in if you've got your partner with you. If you're if you're single, you can come in on your own, obviously. But if you're in a if you're in a relationship, your other person's got to come in with you. Um, we only served non-alcoholic drinks. This is not going to be a good saloon, Paddy.
1: <laughs> no, well, it's not. It's not somewhere you go to get raucous. It's somewhere you go just to to drink and have a bad time. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> have, have we have we just crypto braid recreating the british pub for a modern audience
1: yeah yeah definitely we're we're
0: we're disrupting the the pub landscape with our horrible saloon
1: yeah we're disrupting it it's landlordism isn't it which is what crypto (laughs) and nfts are all about we're gonna have this bar and then we're gonna rent it out
0: (laughs) exactly exactly um, and, and you the get the Wolf is,
1: Boys. The Wolf Boys come with it. By which I mean, we'll hire five to six young men to dress as wolves and just no, run around and scare all. Our we patrons. hire
0: five to six wolves.
1: Oh, actual actual <laughs> and wolves, and
0: just let them loose in the in the building. And if you manage to survive, then, then that's the story you tell to your. So to really,
1: your family. I think what you're really describing is an urban wolf sanctuary <laughs> with a bar <laughs> attached.
0: Yeah that's that's what the people want paddy (laughs) that's what the people want
1: we could we could probably get some kind of grant for that as as one of these like urban conservation projects you know like hackney city farm or whatever one of those things we'll get we'll get some money pumped into it from the london uh, authority
0: yeah the uh, urban wolf alliance
1: the urban wolf alliance yeah um (laughs) Or I guess you could also, then it's kind of like an escape room, isn't it? Test yourself against yeah, real wolves. It's, it's All of mixt- the crypto bros would love that, wouldn't they?
0: It's a mixture between an animal sanctuary and an escape room.
1: Yeah. Why has that not been done before? <laughs> exactly.
0: They're too busy creating NFTs when they should be creating places where you can get mauled by a wolf. Yeah. Come on, come on, guys. Get with, get with the program. Places where you can
1: pay <laughs> us to get mauled by a wolf.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is.
1: And we're raising more wolves. You know, there's all this talk about rewilding and stuff, and bringing back species that are extinct in Britain. This would be our way to reintroduce wolves.
0: Yeah, re- reintroduce wolves to London. Why? Why wouldn't
1: you? Yeah, where wolves of London, and then we can make a film about it.
0: <laughs> we can. We can. or we could have
1: Jerry Bruckheimer do it. He's still around. Yeah, he, he's seventy-eight. He can, I didn't realize he was that old.
0: He can buy the rights to our Wolf Bar.
1: Yeah, and he's also—I didn't know this until just now—he's the co-majority owner of the Seattle Kraken, the recent expansion team in the National Hockey League. The Seattle
0: Butt Kraken.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you seen their logo? It's just a big, a big butt crack.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd hope so. Their logo is really boring. I've just had a look at a look at the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, that was, that was rubbish.
1: It's quite yeah. non-threatening, isn't it?
0: Why is there not a giant, angry Cthulhu? Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. So they're they're a new team, are they,
1: Seattle? Yeah, I think I think they began last year. Maybe they started playing. But yeah, they're an have expansion been. team. Right. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: I have no time for them. Uh, if if they if they came onto the rink with big old squid faces on. Covered in tentacles, talking like pirates. I'd be all over it, but clearly, clearly, that's not what's
1: going on. Yeah, uh, I think what you're talking about there is Pirates of the Caribbean on ice.
0: <laughs> yeah, why, <laughs> why, why wouldn't
1: I want that? Yeah, I mean, Disney on Ice apparently focuses a lot on Frozen and all the cutesy characters. Boo! Give us, yeah, give us Johnny, <laughs> Jonathan, Depp, and Jeffrey um, Rush. Fighting each other on the ice. (laughs) Give it,
0: give us Bill Nye as Squid Man. What's his name? Davy Jones. Yeah. Give it, give us, give us Squid Davy Jones, please, on ice.
1: This this episode is chock full of good ideas. If anyone from like Dragons (laughs) Den or whatever is listening to this, please get in touch. Yeah, yeah. That's like ten really good business ideas.
0: Yeah. Squid on ice. Wolf Wolf Conservation Bar Escape Room. (laughs) Come on, guys. (laughs) What's what's going on? Where's all our money? Give us give us the money. Give us
1: the money now.
0: Yeah. Um. Did you know that there is a hockey team called the Coyotes?
1: Yes. The Arizona Arizona Coyotes. Coyotes. Yes. I vaguely follow ice hockey when baseball's not happening, Um, and just to keep it up, I support the Winnipeg Jets. But I don't. I don't watch it like every night like baseball, but I keep an eye on it.
0: Take me out to the ice rink. See some people fighting.
1: <laughs> One of them might be a big squid man.
0: <laughs> the other one's definitely a big duck. Now, mighty who, ducks. Are, who would win mighty between ducks
1: the big are Still going. Yeah, mighty ducks. A, a giant squid and a giant duck.
0: Uh, a squid would win because yeah. ducks ducks are most in their element in water as well. But then that means that to be the best duck it can be, it's got to go right into the domain of the squid. Um, so, yeah, du- duck. Sorry. Sorry, ducks. You're going to you're going to get beaten by yeah. a squid. Um, that's just the that's just the way it is, I'm afraid. <laughs> anyway, sorry, right, we've got a We've got a movie to talk about here. We do. Um, yeah. So um, it's
1: produced by <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer, who has produced everything pretty much. Yes. Yeah. He actually produced Pirates of the Caribbean. There you go. Yes, yeah. And the National Treasure films.
0: Neither of which have have much of Leanne Rhymes' music, disappointingly.
1: Sadly not. Um, I didn't realise so, Leanne Rhymes was like 17. She was 16, I think, when that song came out. And she was like 17 when she appeared in this film in the bar. She's definitely not allowed to drink it.
0: <laughs> no, but still. You've got to go for it. Yeah, well, she was born in 1982. This movie came out in two thousand, didn't it? Yeah. Um so yeah, yeah. Very young for uh for uh for, for, for Kaiti Ugly. I don't think she would have been allowed in. Though you didn't you didn't see any security did you? Was then there was no one There's checking. there's one large man at the door. It was do you reckon he checked everyone's ID?
1: Yeah. he, s- he seemed like he seemed very thorough.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Well, yeah, the I'll first work- time, remember, she goes to the bar and he's like, "Let's see some ID." You're not coming in, and she's like, "I work here." And he's like, "Go right in. I'm not going to ask to verify that with anyone."
0: <laughs> I mean, that's how I get into every venue. I, I work here.
1: I work here. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> anyway, right. So, um, this movie is about Piper Perabo from. Uh, New Jersey a character Violet Sanford she wants to go and be a songwriter not a singer she doesn't like to sing she wants to write songs for other people Um, and so she leaves behind Melanie Linsky who's her best friend the ever
1: excellent Melanie Linsky ever excellent very under underappreciated actor
0: the the lead i'd say in uh yellow jackets which i i know i've talked about like three oh yes. episodes in a row now but it's so good yet. i've finished watching it now the first series it's amazing um and then yeah John, i've good been ben too Hedash. busy
1: watching two-hour documentaries on why nfts are bad <laughs> <And>
0: <laughs> put that in the show notes it is so good fol- yeah. fol- <laughs> folding ideas is an amazing youtube channel that does all sorts of brilliant um documentaries and and most recently they did uh, a documentary on why nfts are awful and basically just entirely breaking down what nfts are and why they're bad so so do go watch that all those people who have two spare hours to to watch a documentary about nfts um anyway yeah so john goodman john goodman is a dad in new jersey and piper perabo decided so what you mean is john
1: goodman is john goodman
0: he's he's john he's john goodman at his very peak john goodmaning um, and uh, yeah, she goes to New York. She doesn't want to be a singer. She wants to be a songwriter, but finds out that that is actually quite difficult to do and no one will accept her demo tapes. Um, and so down on her luck and not sure what to do next. She sees these people talking about how much money they made. And uh, they made it all being coyotes at the Coyote Ugly Saloon. So she decides, right, I'm going to go and become a a coyote, which she does. And empowerment and capitalism's bad and workers' rights and singing.
1: Um, Shall we just take a step back to New Jersey? Because she's from South Amboy, New Jersey. Now, if you look at this on a map, it's across the water from Staten Island, which is New York. And they're portraying it like it's the middle of nowhere. It's literally like a twenty minute drive to the city.
0: <laughs> well maybe she'd never been. Maybe maybe she she never went into New York in all that time.
1: Well it certainly makes it makes it look like that look yeah. that way.
0: Maybe she just went south. Never went north before in her life. Always
1: went south. Yeah. To the cheesequake state park. I'm looking no. at it on a map right now. Why,
0: why would you not go there? Why would you not go to Little Egg Harbour Township? <laughs> um, yeah, may- maybe she was like, New York? No, I can't handle that. I'm going to spend my time in Philadelphia instead.
1: Maybe, yes. But the film wants you to believe that like, she's never been to a city before and that everyone, everyone like her dad who lives 20 minutes outside of the city thinks that the city is full of criminals and stabbing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very odd, isn't it, the way that they framed it? Um, because you'd have thought, you know what, if, you, if you're that close to New York, you'd probably visit fairly often. Yeah, um, it's a small
1: town girl myth, isn't it? That I, I thought was, yeah, just, it tickled me. I didn't feel like it was a problem. I wasn't going no, off, no. cheeky film. I was just like, yeah, that's funny.
0: Yeah, you'd have thought maybe they could do something like, I don't know... Um, Maybe she was from Rhode Island. That's far enough away from New York to not visit that often, but not far enough away for you to think, why would she go back and visit John Goodman all the time? It's like across the country. Yeah, exactly. It it wants to have us cake and eat it because she
1: needs to come home to do her dad's laundry to show that her dad's an old man. And men, imagine a man being able to cook for himself and do his laundry.
0: No, exactly. Um, so, so there's a couple of things like that, and I think you know this movie is relatively old now, year two thousand. That is twenty two years 22 ago. Twenty two years ago,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but and and the other thing that I enjoyed was someone who wants to become a songwriter has no idea how to become a songwriter.
1: Literally zero clue.
0: <laughs> which which makes sense from a, a, a an audience perspective um, of just being like, well. Talking about how boring it would be to try and do all of this um, administratively yeah. <laughs> wouldn't be a particularly fun <laughs> uh, fun experience. But... Just
1: an hour of her like calling around people, asking about agents and how to submit and yeah, that kind of thing, or <laughs> yeah. looking through a phone book.
0: Yeah, and, and they do a little bit of that. They do a little montage of her calling around and everyone's like, oh, I won't accept this demo tape until you've got an agent and then oh but the agents won't accept me until i've got a publishing deal yada 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 that
1: no that Um, bit i thought was the only smart take on it which
0: which was yeah which was very true um about the the catch-22 circular nature of of art industries in general um and the other thing i did like about this which is you know, I, I I despise the movie La La Land as well. You know, I hate that movie with every episode four movie. of this show will tell you um, as much. It is it is the worst film ever made. It made me genuinely <laughs> die. I literally died. And the worst film ever it. made.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I am Good being a beef. I'm 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 being a bit cheeky here because I know you enjoy it, and I'm just ribbing you. Um, is is but, it
1: better or worse than the Bridges of Madison County? Because oh, I can it, go back and listen to our old episodes <laughs> to find that out.
0: Um, thinking about it, I do think it was worse than Bridges of Madison County. Um, if only it's more objectionable, but if only because of the vacuous way that it treats um, how difficult it is to make money and pursue an artistic endeavor at the same time. Um, where in La La Land they're all really happy and poor and it doesn't seem as though they really have any struggles financially Um, and then art just happens and it's like, no, that's not how it works. So I did really appreciate that this movie does take those tentative steps into being like, okay, well, yeah, it is hard to become an an artist in a big city where it's really expensive and you Hmm. do need to take jobs to make that money. (laughs) which is which is nice to see this film doing it and, you know this this is a movie you know for 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 teenage girls from the year two thousand but at least it it has that semblance of like yeah you it it is challenging to make enough money to pursue an artistic career Um, and you have to be based in a big city to do it and that's tough and so you have her working this job that really takes her out of her comfort zone but she wants to do it because she knows it will give her financial stability Um, and then you've got Australian man who works like three jobs to get enough money to 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 get by in the big city and it's like yeah okay I can I can get that that that's about as 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 near to my understanding of what it was like when I lived in London of everyone works loads of jobs and is poor and hates it because they can't do what they want to do
1: yeah, and you'll always come across an obnoxious Australian who'll put you in your place.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's very true of London.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that because Adam Garcia played a character literally called Obnoxious Australian in Five oh, of the really? in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always the kind of role that he plays, isn't it? <laughs>
0: no yeah that is that is great and yeah you're completely right it's exactly the kind of role that he plays and she he he does it incredibly well here i think um his character is like a, initially a really irritating cheeky scamp character i guess um, a shit scamp yeah a shit scamp where he's like following her around you're just like oh dude just fuck off um but then it, it it does develop into something that's a bit more a bit more charming i guess um, and you do get that sense that they like like each other, and you know he sells his his comic book, um, or, or or like trades his comic book to get her get her a big break at a show, which she doesn't turn up to because oh she's Yeah, he's TV a comic book creativity. nerd. Um, a comic book nerd who who packs fish and has a car. I mean, what else do you need to know about about Adam Garcia? Yeah.
1: He's definitely a comic book nerd because at no point does he talk about the Marvel universe or yeah, how it all links <laughs> together, or spend three hours saying theories about it to her.
0: Yeah, he keeps it to himself, thankfully. This is back in the days when comic book nerds would do that.
1: That's true, actually. Yeah, this is um, that's a relatively recent cause, phenomenon. Because what is isn't it?
0: It? He, it? it's the first appearance of the Punisher. That's what his prized possession is, isn't it? Yeah, comic book with the first appearance of the Punisher um which is which is yeah is 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 good. One thing he's going to be in is um The Serpent Queen which is an eight-part series about Catherine de Medici.
1: Okay. Which Sounds I'm interesting. On
0: board with it. has got a good cast. It's got Charles Dance, got uh, Colm Meehan. Um Charles you know, Dance. so I'm I'm intrigued about this one. Um yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I like the Medici's. They're interesting. It, um,
1: you look at his filmography, he hasn't actually done loads of stuff, film-wise. He's done a TV, but some people, you look at their filmography and it's loads and loads of stuff. And I think he's picked and choose his stuff. In the year 2000, he also appeared in an Australian dance film called Bootmen, which incidentally was recommended to us by a friend of the show, Ben Mitchell, who is Australian. Um, oh, right. okay. And he he's been on at me to watch this film so I think we should watch that at some point.
0: I think we should. I like the name. Does yeah. what it says in the tin
1: I assume. <laughs> men- Boot men. They put their boots on they have a dance.
0: One thing that he is is uh is Kangaroo Jack.
1: Oh really? The the Kangaroo Jack.
0: He was the Kangaroo Jack apparently. Um uncredited as the voice of Kangaroo Jack. Um, which was directed by the same director, David McNally All right. Um, I don't know if you ever saw
1: Kangaroo Jack. I did not. I this... Oh seeing... no! Is this a CGI kangaroo? <laughs> I think so. Yes. Two thousand and three crime um, comedy. Oh no! Is there ever a good crime comedy? I don't know.
0: Um. Yeah, there's good. Cri- there's good crime comedies. There's good crime,
1: and there's bad crime. <laughs> there's there's all sorts of good crime. <laughs> Um, An animated yeah, got- sequel titled Kangaroo Jack G'day USA was produced and released on video in 2004. That's cursed knowledge, isn't it? <laughs>
0: that is that is cursed knowledge. Um, crime comedies, Knives Out, as a crime comedy, I guess. Okay, i still not seen. What that. about what about the Ocean's Eleven movies? They're kind of funny.
1: Yeah, those those are heist movies, aren't they? I don't care. I suppose. I suppose. Um.
0: Or or movies like Seven Psychopaths and uh, In Bruges, they're they're comedies about. Crime. Oh
1: yeah,
0: yeah. You get you get good ones. You get good ones. Um, there's one here. I'm just looking up crime comedy, and one of the first one that comes up is Big Stan. Big a Stan, a 2007 American prison comedy film, starring, produced, and directed by Rob Schneider in his directorial oh, debut. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's surely going to be good. It's got David Carradine in it, so you know it's good.
1: I'd rather um, watch that awful Fred Durst film recent that came <laughs> out recently.
0: Oh, that, yeah, we should watch that at some point. That, um, that, that sounded, um, very bad. The Fanatic, wasn't it?
1: That's right, yeah. With, uh, with John Travolta. See, now Wikipedia calls Big Stan a prison comedy, Oh, is that different yeah, from a crime? I think so that's the different crime So The crime
0: has already been committed. At
1: that <laughs> yeah. Of it. You can't have one without the other. It's always a two parter. They've got the crime comedy, and the prison comedy. <laughs> a post-crime comedy. And then the rehabilitation comedy is the holy yeah. trinity. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um anyway, right. Um Coyote Ugly. Um I like the fact that they weren't um they weren't rich. They they lived in these these Relatively shabby places, and they worked multiple jobs and they were tired. Um, and there was that friction between what they wanted to do and, yeah, what they had to do,
1: and that I think has a lot of resonance now, doesn't it? Which is surprising for a film from that era when everything was just portrayed as rosy, wasn't it?
0: Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and and like I said, I do like their, um, I like their chemistry, I think it works. Um I think he starts off as like the annoying comedy man, but I think it grows into something that's a little bit more realistic and, and open. Um so yeah, I I, I I stand the comedy in this movie. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by exactly that. I, I think how sort of yeah, realistic it was, but it wasn't gritty realism either. It it struck it struck that balance actually surprisingly well. Um, you know for all of it starting out as if she's a medieval peasant leaving the village to seek her fortune when she gets there and she is seeking her fortune it's actually hard work and it gives you just enough of that to make it believable
0: yes yeah 100 percent. i completely agree with that
1: and not everyone around it's like she's not the only one either often i think if a film goes down that road it's like she's the only person who's struggling but they're all kind of yeah all the coyotes are yeah they're doing it mainly for the money aren't they
0: yeah yeah and it's it's the same for for everyone there is like oh i didn't i didn't plan for this to be what i do but it's just what i do um yeah and and that's yeah there's a groundedness for this ridiculous movie about uh the worst bar in the world (laughs) that that i appreciate i I think the worst most
1: anxiety inducing bar in the world (laughs) yeah
0: exactly um and and speaking of the coyotes, I think you know the supporting cast in general is all really good, obviously, we've talked about Adam Garcia, who's great in this John Goodman um but then you've got uh, Bridget Moynihan, who's Rachel, yeah, um Tyra banks as Zoe um Isabella Miko as is Cammy, who's the one i i I recognize the least, I guess
1: I recognized her from this so then um she's in she's not done loads of stuff, but she's done a few things. Or TV stuff.
0: Um, I know that her from Clash of the Titans from 2010, <laughs> where she plays Athena, right? Um, but that that's that's about it for for me. Perhaps
1: you know her from the music video for "Can't Fight the Moonlight" by Leanne Rimes. <laughs> yes,
0: maybe, maybe, um, and then Maria Bello as well, who who's good, um, who who I like in a lot of stuff. She is in some very good movies like um, Lights Out, A History of Violence. Um, you know, she's done she's done a fair amount of good stuff over the years. Um, unfortunately she was also in the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon <laughs> Emperor, which is not
1: good. Which one's that?
0: That's the one after Rachel Vice had left the,
1: the um tomb of the Dragon Emperor.
0: It was the one they did a few years later. So I I can't remember whether Rachel
1: Vice couldn't do Brendan Fraser and Jet Lee. Hell yes. Yeah. How have I not seen this?
0: It's 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 quite bad. That's a match made um, in heaven. It's, it's not as good as the other the other mummy movies. Um, i love jet lee i i love jet lee as well and i love uh brendan fraser yeah um but yeah they they recast rachel vice's maria Bello in it um who um yeah i can't remember if it was scheduling conflicts or something like that or whether she just didn't want to come back um uh it's uh it's yeah um uh, yeah, but 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 overall, I think she's had a really interesting career and chosen lots of lots of interesting stuff over the years. Um, and yeah, I think they all put in really good performances as well. I think you know they they all have their own unique take on the characters. She also appears
1: in the film Grown Ups Two,
0: <laughs> of course the highlight of everyone's
1: career yeah which um you know, if, if you haven't ever listened to the podcast the worst idea of all time they they're i think it was their first season where it just they, they watched that film over and over and then did an episode about it every time it's a show that has been compared favorably to this show or maybe we've been compared to that show <laughs> similar kind of rambling nonsense but it's a very good show but yeah grown-ups too
0: <laughs> has that got adam uh, Adam, Schneider, Adam Schneider, Rob Schneider in. No, it's got Adam. I know it's got Adam Sandler in, um, and I think it's got the other terrible one, David Spade. Yep. But um, uh, 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 Rob Schneider's not in it. Then is he in? Is he in Grown Ups One?
1: I don't think so. No.
0: Ah, it's it's one of those rare movies where Rob Schneider wasn't able to. Uh, oh no, Adam
1: he knows. is in Grown Ups One. <laughs> okay <laughs> not in grown-ups too he was clearly busy
0: <laughs> well clearly in the in the movie continuity he did a crime and got sent to prison
1: <laughs> oh yeah and then he went to do big stan i know the big
0: stan was before this but that's what my yeah, brain's telling me. so
1: 2013 he he couldn't appear in that because he was too busy doing inappropriate comedy what's this
0: is, is that just a description of his career? That's no, <laughs> This is the name of the
1: film. <laughs> um, inappropriate comedy is a 2013 American satirical sketch comedy film directed by Vince Offer. There you go. Okay. Looks okay. bad. Yeah. And he also did the Little Penguin Pororo's Racing Adventure. It's he, he did some voiceover work for a Korean animated show in English dub. <laughs> That's all he did okay. in 2013. Why didn't you do Grown Ups too?
0: He <laughs> is too busy.
1: Yeah. Um, Wait, I just found out he appeared as on The Masked Singer in the US as a hamster.
0: Right, okay. That's my
1: favourite. The UK version is my favourite reality t- TV show of the moment. I watch it every Saturday night.
0: The The best reality TV show ever um, was X on the Beach. Oh, yeah? It, do you remember X on the Beach? I, I'm
1: aware of the concept, but I can't say I've ever watched it.
0: It was it was spectacular um people go on a, what they think is a a fun reality tv show to be on the beach and then their exes turn up and and chaos ensues it's
1: ridiculous is there a lot of um, shouting is it like love island but with a lot of shouting
0: um yeah kind of i guess um yeah i remember watching the first series and thinking this is this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen in my life um <laughs> which is great um apart from that what's the other what are the other great ones um i i i like naked attraction
1: oh yeah they don't make that anymore do they
0: do they not do naked attraction i don't
1: think so what is it? That people get to see each other naked, but they don't see the face, and then they decide if they want to date them or not. It's like blind date, but you just it's you the, see the you see their penis the, and balls. Yeah, it's
0: it's the opposite of blind date. You get to see the the <laughs> cock before you get to know anything about the human being behind the <laughs> cock.
1: It um, makes you proud to be British, doesn't it? It does.
0: Yeah. What what's not to love about naked attraction? Honestly. Um. <laughs> Anyway, right. There's speaking of naked attraction. Coyote Ugly has a sex scene in it. It does. But it's been cut from like most versions of the movie.
1: Yes. I watched it on Amazon Prime and there was a little bit of sexiness but not much. So I'm guessing what I watched had had it cut.
0: Yes, yeah. So that scene where there's a little bit of of, of raunchiness, initially there was a bigger sex scene there. Um, And apparently um, Jessica Simpson um, went through a lot of auditions to be the main character, but didn't take the role because they refused to cut the sex scene. Which, which, they then the make, which, which they then cut course. from basically all versions of the movie anyway um, But yeah, there was meant to be a little bit of, of horn action
1: in this film Well, the music was made by Trevor Horn
0: Oh, there we go It's one of those, one of those jobs where if your name's horn I mean, there's only two routes
1: you can go down Yeah M- Music or porn <laughs> Yeah, and Trevor Horn might have done both Who knows? Yeah, who knows? M- music for porn
0: I mean, th- that's that's exactly where you should go if your name's Trevor Horn.
1: I think he has done the music for some vaguely sexy Hollywood films. He's done a lot of music production for film.
0: Let's have a look at, at Trevor Horn disc- discography.
1: As well as obviously being most famous for the song "Video Killed the Radio Star" yes. um, by the band The Buggles, which I always think is one of the worst band names ever. I don't I don't know <laughs> it what it means. Really bad, I don't know isn't? what it is. It just sounds like something from a children's TV show.
0: He did uh Pearl Harbor oh. Ali as in the Muhammad Ali movie. Um lots of stuff with seal. Oh. From the looks of it.
1: <laughs> what a jam. You know, that is a jam. Um
0: yeah, not, not much horny from the looks of it. Oh,
1: that's a shame. And,
0: and Seal, of course, is like the least horny music.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you mean about Kiss from a Rose. I think that's <laughs> an incredibly horny song. It's, it's... You um... become my power, my pleasure, my pain. You don't think that's horny? <laughs> no,
0: it's a song about love. It's a love song. <laughs> love without horn.
1: I think it's com- completely hornless.
0: It's a hornless song. <laughs> <laughs> too many too many strings to be horn.
1: Oh, so strings are anti-horn. Strings
0: are anti-horn. Yeah, both in in music and in life. <laughs>
1: Right. No strings attached. But um, <laughs> thankfully, there wasn't a hint of any string in Coyote Ugly, was there? It was all like no. rock and roll music. Yeah. The first time she walks into the bar, they're dancing to that song that sounds like cherry pie by Warrant, but isn't, but is a very similar hair metal jam. Apple pie. Apple pie. That's the one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Me- meat and potato pie.
1: <laughs> Steak and kidney pie.
0: She's my macaroni pie.
1: That's for you. <laughs> The
0: Scots in the audience, that one. You ever had a macaroni, <laughs> macaroni pie?
1: pie? No, I have not. So oh, good,
0: it's good. Yeah,
1: macaroni in a pie. I'm going what to make some good? macaroni tomorrow, so I could just put it in a pie.
0: You should do. I think you know. I I'm I'm the complete opposite of the SNP, where the SNP wants Scottish independence. I want Scottish domination, <laughs> where where Scotland. <laughs> invades and takes over the rest of Britain and we all become let be okay with that yeah yeah that's what we want what what do you put in your mac and cheese sorry this is a complete tangent of an episode but I don't care I want to know what's your what's your secret to good mac and cheese pancetta pancetta mm, that is good
1: I see if, if good. you're not a meat eater not accessible to you and I do apologize but that's mm. yeah that's what we have in our house and also Worcestershire sauce Worcestershire in the sauce? in the the in the sauce just before you put it on the pasta. Mm, whisk some cool. Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce in there.
0: See, I I like a uh, pancetta and pea macaroni cheese. Oh, okay, getting and the veg of, in there. I some, never put think put
1: to some put some vegetables in there. in there.
0: But if you're if you're ignoring the veg, a little bit of truffle oil. Yes, a little bit of truffle oil, and then on the 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 cheddar cheese top. If you do a cheddar cheese top, put some parmesan on instead. It's parmesan, some breadcrumbs, and some cheddar. Yeah, that way. Because then you get the gooiness and the crispiness.
1: Yeah, crispy crunch. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that that that's that's life, isn't it? Macaroni cheese. And
1: now imagine that, but in a pie.
0: But in a pie. What's what's not to love? Quite simply. Um, so yeah, Nicholas Sturgeon, if you're listening, I, I know you're listening because I know you love Coyote Ugly, your favourite. <laughs> um, get the lads together. Come down south. Just invade. I mean, who's going to stop you? No, Do you reckon one, no you... one's going to stop you. Do you reckon you can outsmart Boris Johnson? Of course you can. Of course you can outsmart Boris. Come down, invade.
1: Come down, bring... kick him in the balls and just say, this is my, ha- my show now.
0: <laughs> bring, bring delicious pasta treats. We'll, we'll support you.
1: Bring your deep-fried Mars bars and your Donna Meat Pizza <laughs> on every street um, corner.
0: Yeah, that's what we want. Um, the The other thing, th- there's there's a, an incredible Twitter account, by the way, that's cropped up recently, F- uh, Footy Scran. Have you have you seen Footy No, sport?
1: I'm guessing this is food from football stadiums.
0: Yes. And it is basically people sharing the worst and best food that they've had at stadiums. And it started just in the UK, but it's gone around the world a little bit more as well. Um and um and yeah, some of the stuff there is, is brilliant. Um one thing I'd never heard before from this um from this uh but before I followed this account was do you know what a Wigan kebab is? No. Um, Wigan kebab is a uh, a roll or a, a, a bap or whatever you want to call it um, with, a pat- with a with a with a pie in the middle. <laughs> so put a pie in a roll in a buttered roll, uh, maybe with mushy peas or gravy in it as well. That's a Wigan kebab. Excellent. How great does that sound?
1: Hats off to the people of Wigan for that one.
0: Like, that is that is the most incredible thing I've ever heard in my life. And I would 100% eat one.
1: Oh yeah, this is a very good account. You can vote on whether it's Scran or no Scran.
0: It, it is the best account. And the best thing about it is it's putting um, US-UK Twitter relations back about 100 years Yeah. because the the Americans watch it and go, mushy peas, what's that? Oh my God, that looks (laughs) disgusting. And then they post the absolute (laughs) abhorrent shit that you get in American stadiums where it's like, hey, look, I've got some ice cream nachos and it cost me $20. (laughs) It's the most delicious thing I've ever had in
1: my life. But it's served in a miniature baseball hat. Yeah, it's I mean that's that's great,
0: isn't it? Or 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 deep fried bologna in a roll for for 15 bucks. Yeah. Um yeah, so it, it's it's genuinely causing a massive rift between uh between uh, sports fans on either side of the Atlantic and I love
1: it. Excellent. There's a, I'll the put the link in the show game. notes. There's a link to a ver- a picture of a very very long and very dry hot dog which is <laughs> yes. cursed.
0: And then the best thing is, you don't know when when you see a new update from Footy Scram. You don't know if it's going to be something that makes you wish you were there, or something that makes you never want to go near another stadium again in your life. Yeah, um, the the best ones, the best ones, are the the German entries. Oh yeah, I bet they've currywurst really and good. Thomas Frittus oh, all man. over the place. I love currywurst for, like, for like two euro for a massive portion. Like that's what life's about um this episode brought to you by not talking about coyote ugly i'm really sorry but this has been a massive
1: (laughs) diversion there's too much other stuff to catch up on too much important (laughs) stuff going on in the world but but not the year 2000 anymore
0: no um i i like coyote ugly i enjoyed rewatching it i i remembered bits and pieces of it um and i i like it do you like the end scene where she gets to the their venue and she's able to sing her song. Where well, there has to be a,
1: so. a car chase and some physical will they get there Jeopardy, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 great. And and like hitting one of the like rom com notes. And and the other thing that I like is it doesn't like end the movie with her living in some massive million pound mansion, does it? It's like, oh I'm um, I'm now a songwriter, sort of. And it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. It's low key. It's low-key. She's found love. She's got her dream of being a songwriter and now Leanne Rimes is at the Coyote Ugly Saloon.
1: Yeah, singing her song on the bar with the Coyotes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 brilliant. So
0: is, is there anything else you actually want to say about Koji? Uh
1: Yeah, that you get an emotional dad speech at the beginning, which is very mm-hmm. rare, and you get other ones later. There's multiple emotional dad speeches from John Goodman. So yeah, that's very good. And at times you feel like, the the plot of her in being in the bar and doing her thing and sort of vaguely pursuing her songwriting um doesn't always match up with the dad plot and then later on it collides and it's it's fine and it feels a little bit manufactured but overall I was pleasantly surprised by this film going in with kind of no expectations I wouldn't say I love it but I think there's a there's a place for it and it's very very interesting that I think this it was very very poorly critically received at the time, but has become something of a cult classic, and I, I, I get why. You know, there, there's there's a charm to it, and a, a uniqueness to it in its its expression of women dancing on bars, which is a thing that you know women should do if they want to.
0: Yeah, exactly, and I I think you know I don't know anyone who has a bad word to say about Coyote Ugly, to be honest. Um. Most people I talk to, when you mention it, they're like, oh yeah, I loved watching that when I was younger. Um, yeah. So even though the critics didn't like it at the time, it resonated with audiences in a way that movies rarely do. And, it's and kind those of kinds of films are them. always a
1: pleasure to watch, aren't they? If it's had that kind of audience resonance, but the yeah. critics weren't yeah. bothered. Like yeah, The exactly. Greatest Showman.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like The Greatest Showman. Um, it's one of those films that, yeah, it really, it really found its audience. And I think it does have that message that's... You know, it's not just about empowerment to dance on a bar, but it's about empowerment to, to do what you want to do. And their relationship is kind of cheeky and fun. It's not just about the romance. It's also about finding each other funny and yeah. finding each other attractive. And I think that's a really nice message to have in a movie from this era. I mean, what what else was doing this in the year 2000?
1: Well, certainly not American Pie. (laughs) No, you can't American Pie
0: on Road Trip. (laughs) Like this movie, it's got layers. It's got layers, this film.
1: It does, yeah. And, you know, it's it's very much the kind of the real moving to New York to become a songwriter dream was the coyotes we met along the way, isn't it? It's about, Yeah. yeah, friendship and enjoying the parts of life that seem like a struggle, but because they're not the dream, but still have joy in them, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, that's what this is. Um, and I'm here for it, and I will stand Cozy Ugly.
1: Yeah, yeah. and it it's... also has um, a, a band with Frosted Tips performing Wherever You Will Go by The Calling in it, which is a well, song I didn't realise was out at that point.
0: I think it is The Calling, isn't it?
1: Oh, is it actually them? I
0: think it's actually The Calling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just some, some generic band that they'd got no, to be I, in it.
0: I think it's them.
1: God, remember that film. I think someone did that at a school talent show. Oh, really? That song was everywhere. Oh, wow. If That's I cool. could, now would. It's, it's that kind of singing, isn't it? It's kind <laughs> it's of precursor to Nickelback, creed. isn't it? It's Creed. Creed-esque. creed Yeah. I'll go wherever you will go. <laughs> I think I'd be oh, a very good front man of a Christian grunge band.
0: You would. You'd be an excellent. Christian frontman.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you'd have to change your name to Christian frontman. Of
1: course. <laughs> Christian frontman. <laughs> um,
0: right. Anything else you want to say about um, about this film?
1: No, I think we covered it. I'd, I'd say it's worth revisiting. Actually, if you if you've mm. never seen it, definitely worth watching. And if you if you watched it when you were younger, it's it's not a bad one to revisit from that era. As you say, it does have layers, and it as it's it's charming. So yeah, thumbs yeah. up from us.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I've got a I've got a couple of bits of trivia for you. So John John Goodman has said that he did this film only for the money, but after test screenings, filmmakers discovered uh, that the audience loved him and wanted more John Goodman. So they added more scenes with John Goodman into the final cut, uh. um, which is great. Um, Piper Peribri does not do any of her singing; it's all Leanne Rhymes. So when you get that duet. Where they're singing together. That's Leanne Rhimes singing with Leanne Rhymes. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh, the the sex scene that was cut by Paveribou used the body double. Um as well. Uh don't know if it was Jessica Simpton's body, uh, having missed out on the main on the main movie. Um one thing to note is that every time Violet passes the bouncer, he's reading a book about college. <laughs> as well. Another person Good for with him. aspirations um as well um in terms of other people who went for the role um so january jones uh was considered oh, okay um, jewel was considered and britney spears was considered as well for for violet sanford um but yeah they went for went for piper parabo in the end um and then yes as mentioned uh the cooling are performing uh or at least i think it's them
1: But I'm Um, just looking at this because, yeah, I was right. That song didn't come out until 2001, but it appears in this film that must have been shot in, like, 99, 2000. Yeah, yeah. But I can't find any information about why. That's really odd.
0: Um, And then you've got uh, Johnny Knoxville has a cameo as a person in the bar. Oh really? Uh, Michael Bay is a photographer as well.
1: Speaking of Johnny Knoxville, I saw a post on his Instagram the other day that talked about some of his kind of stunt double work. Did you know he was a stunt double for Keanu Reeves in um, Bram Stoker's Dracula? Really? Yeah. Wow. And um, shot a few scenes and he said that yeah, Keanu is the nicest man ever, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, he did I a lot of interesting that. Hollywood stunt double work before Jackass the movie and around the time they were making Jackass
0: do you know that his his real name is Philip John Clapp? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why, but that is very funny.
0: It's a very funny name. My name is Philip Clapp and this is Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. Um he he got brain injury doing the most
1: recent Jackass movie. No, yeah. I kinda of wanna see it. That would I'm, be a big I'm nostalgia to, trip for this I'm era, going, wouldn't it? I'm
0: I'm I'm going to possibly rewatch all of Jackass in prep. well. I'm going to try and rewatch it before I give up unless I I find it really funny and just keep watching it
1: I happened to see the the golf course air horn clip on my twitter timeline the other day and I was crying with laughter
0: (laughs) that that is still so funny um and the moments like that on jackass are still extremely funny um so um yeah maybe it'll be good who knows
1: yeah Interesting. And um, the song I thought that is like Cherry Pie by Warren is "Pour Some Sugar on Me" by Def Leppard. Sorry, Def Leppard fans, ah, okay. that's the one. Okay. Somehow I've heard that song a thousand times and I never remember what it is.
0: <laughs> and and did you know that um, the 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 soundtrack to Coyote uh, Ugly has sold over three million copies? Wow! Yeah, very very popular movie soundtrack too.
1: Good for them. So
0: uh, yeah, G- good on you, Coyote Ugly. We're here for you.
1: Good for Leanne Rhymes.
0: Yeah, Leanne Rhymes and then they've got In Excess on there as well. Yeah. Good good songs. Good songs on it.
1: And uh, Unbelievable by EMF, which is the ultimate late nineties anthem, isn't it? <laughs> oh
0: yeah. <laughs> Although it was it came out like in nineteen ninety, didn't it? Which That's was... right, yeah. But then it just kept getting remix after remix and kept being in every single soundtrack for a couple of decades. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Anyway, right, uh, anything else you wanna say or shall we should we rate this nah it's
1: it's good watch it so
0: uh in terms of scorings, how many people are you gonna spray with some kind of liquid because they ask for water in your bar?
1: <laughs> how many people am I gonna humiliate in my wolf bar um I'll give it a fourteen out of twenty out of a possible twenty. My bar's fourteen people over capacity there you go
0: oh there we go yeah I, I completely agree 14 I think is a, is a perfect score for this one um, so yeah yeah um, I'm, I enjoyed this it was good what, what have we got next Very good, what, have, good what pick. have we got planned
1: well we are moving away from that era but we can always come back to it but no we're going to watch something that's extremely current something that has been released onto Disney Plus today as it happens Ooh. the day that we're recording this which is Pam and Tommy have you heard about this
0: oh okay yeah the um the, the pamela anderson and tommy lee jones uh miniseries
1: that's right with um oh is, it, is this a series i thought this was it a is film. a series oh, boom. Yeah. we can't do that and can we well, oh how many right. episodes are?
0: Oh, okay there's eight episodes that's maybe too many
1: oh yeah we can't <laughs> do that oh sorry i <laughs> thought it was a film
0: oh tell tell you what why don't we put this a pin very in bad. it for a few put weeks a pin in time it
1: because I want I want to watch this because it looks very interesting and it's people that I like. Yeah,
0: we can let's um if you pick it in like a month or so, we probably will have been able to get through it by then.
1: Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. We could take a yeah. take a diversion, couldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, more to explore. Oh yeah, here's Jackass Forever. You're right. We can't do that either.
0: <laughs> no. No. Um right, so you've got a you've got a did you have a backup plan?
1: In which case it's time for Beethoven, isn't it? That's always <laughs> <Okay>. going to be <laughs> always going to be my backup.
0: Okay, we'll go with, we'll go with Beethoven instead. Are we watching Beethoven 1 and 2 or just Beethoven 1? Oh one yeah, let's do two.
1: yeah, Beethoven 1 and Beethoven 2nd. Okay. Um I will
0: are, are they on anything?
1: I don't know actually. That's a good point. They're on <laughs> VHS. There's
0: There's to that. Uh, if I, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna check in on Netflix. Let's have a look and see.
1: I'm genuinely sorry about that. I don't know why I got it in my head that it was a film.
0: Well, it's because the the cast is so is so good. Um, so and but-
1: also that seems like the kind of story that would you really have eight episodes of that? Isn't the whole thing they got married? There was some stuff on a boat. That's about it, isn't it? Well, I sorry, think it's motley all- crew fans.
0: <laughs> it's all to do with um. With the person stealing the se- the sex tape,
1: right? Okay. Um, so it's all to do with that.
0: Um, Beethoven's second is on Netflix, but not Beethoven's <laughs> first. That's ridiculous. Um, what about on on Amazon Prime? Let's Everything
1: see. everything's on there. Surely, Coyote okay. Ugly was free on there.
0: It was, yeah.
1: Um, Beethoven. We'll, it's just going to give me loads of Beethoven music now, isn't it?
0: We'll have to go to Prime Video.
1: Uh, yeah, you might might have to pay real money to rent it.
0: <laughs> okay, do you still want to do Beethoven now?
1: Oh yeah, I'm will- I'm willing to pay two forty nine to rent this.
0: <laughs> okay, I I might find it through other entirely legitimate <laughs> means.
1: Beethoven, nineteen
0: ninety two. Yeah. Okay. Fine. We'll do Beethoven.
1: <laughs> and Beethoven <laughs> second, nineteen ninety four. Do you want to do any of the others? Beethoven's?
0: No. Beethoven's fifth looks like he's a little mining dog.
1: Oh yeah, he's got the hat on and everything. He's
0: got a little miner's hat and it looks like he finds a <laughs> load of stashed, stashed mob money in
1: the ground. Um, oh yeah, this looks awful. Let's not do that. I think two's enough.
0: Okay, we'll, we'll do Beethoven one and two.
1: Excellent. <laughs> Beethoven's first and Beethoven's second, please. Give it, give it, give it some respect.
0: <laughs> okay
1: right then so yeah I'm always going to default to dog movies yeah yeah. cool well <laughs> thanks a lot for tuning in we hope you enjoyed Coyote Ugly if you re- revisited it or if not um, go and watch it it's good um, there's a link in our show notes where you can give us money it's just like a virtual tip jar you can find us on twitter at bigboysdontpod on the emails bigboysdontcrypodcast at gmail.com And we'll be back next week to talk about Beethoven and Beethoven's Second.
0: Alrighty, bye-bye.
1: Bye.